Part two. Part two. So, let's just say for the sake of time that you uh, return to to uh, the, the, the castle the next day, naturally. You would inform Amelspeth of this conversation that, that, that you had, or what would you tell, oh, I should say, what would you tell Elspeth about what just happened? Yeah, so I would pretty much everything I'd tell her who was there and that it came up and Alexis brought up that they wouldn't want it to be for a number of years but instead decades or permanent so they could grow. Treyas, no licking his ear. Um, And that while they're stretched thin now, they're interested in it anyway. Okay. Eklund would chime in just to say, it's not, it's not surprising that the dragon marks only stand to gain by relaxing the Korth Edicts and the other, the, the other realms. Their gain will come from taking advantage of. There is some fear, though. You see, if the, if the, the Korth Edicts are laxed, that any realm could try to establish business relationships with the Dragonmark clans, then it creates a short but potent gold rush, where so suddenly whoever comes first and establishes those may be able to make mutual contracts, exclusive contracts, where another will not. So some realms may, may prefer to strike these, the previous hinted agreements from the records entirely, whereas others will be more than excited for this. For, ex for example, it was not particularly likely that Scarlet would take advantage of the offer anyways. So it only hurts Scarlet to have the other realms have those relationships. Agristone, however, is a realm that would benefit from such things, ostensibly at least. So. I think it makes sense to push forward. And I think even for those that wouldn't, that would be hurt by us opening it up, like Scarland, that could be a strong arm method of pulling them into opening up relations. If they're fearful of becoming weak, then they'd be forced to do something. And that something wouldn't be looking only internally. Agreed. We surely cannot hold back on potential allies to not upset other potential allies. We have to look at what is the most likely, and we want the Dragon Marks to be our allies. We want the other realms to be our allies. So simply towing the, the line is all. We'll have to hear from all. Mm -hmm. Without question, though, I don't think any Dragon Marked house would would refuse lessening Corthidex. Less oversight by, by, by the crown, more autonomy is attractive to them all. I would plead caution, though, Your Majesty, of laxing them too long. Your mother and father came to the, uh, the previous agreements after much deliberation with many advisors. I know the duration seems short, but that's deliberate so that we have the... so that you have the ability to without question, close those gates like, again. If you try to, to do that and there's a standing agreement in place, then you simply can't. Then they can re revolt. 
And if you go against them, it is a dictatorship. But if there are agreements for only five years, say, five years comes and this experiment went awry, you can then close those gates again. They will fight you for it, but if they fight you, then it is known that they are going against the previous established agreements. So I would strongly suggest looking back at your mother's notes on why that amount of time was specifically selected. I think that's a good point. If it doesn't go awry and no one pushes it, who's to say we can't write up a contract for more time? But you can never make it less time. You can always cut off more hair. You can't put it back. That's it. Did you see haircut analogy? I did. I mean, it makes sense. Okay, we'll stick with the five years. I think that's what my mother and father had said. And it won't be your fault if, if what they're asking for does not come to fruition. Uh, they can blame me for that, but they can also thank me for blessing them in the, the first place. So, by the way, we do have confirmation from Agristone. They have accepted my offer to discuss this, the, the status of our alliance and the, the future of it. Naturally, um, the response was that trust must be established first, and Sermonea has none to stand on. Thorns amongst all the roses, I believe, were the exact wording in it, or something of the sort. They will, however, however welcome me into their fine city of Silwood to begin dialogue. They have given me permission to bring my honor guard, advisors, generals, attendants, whomever I choose, but no more than a dozen people in total will be welcome across the, the, the teleportation circle, the same of which we used the last time to arrive. Eklund and I have been speaking, and we believe that it would be wisest if, if I returned the missive that I will send six first as a preliminary party to make sure that there's nothing, I won't write this, but there's nothing foul afoot. I would like the six that go to assess the situation, the other side, and the surroundings as well. I don't know if they'll be leading us from teleportation circle to the palace itself, but I would request that that is not, not the case. Set up a, a tent outside the tower. I'll have this, this dialogue with them, with Eklund's help, of, of course, but a mutual safety. I'm, I'm obviously taking a step into, into their territory. But the first six that we send will be there to assess the situation. Is it safe? If it is safe and the king and or queen of Agarstone are present, then I will come. I will make an appearance. If, however, the king and or queen are not present and we are dealing with ambassadors acolytes inquisition inquisition then i will not go which means that our first bolus of six 
will need to be, be people who are, are, are able to ascertain potential threats and things perhaps like seeing through illusions, enchantments, protections, and those who can speak with my voice. So I would like you to go with Eklund, have her guests in Cedric and Avalok, and, 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 and Almalchus. I don't have her guest twice. So you, Eklund, Alcus, Cedric, Havergast, and Avalok. That is a good collection of folk who have good head on their shoulders, strong of sword, and also... Oh no, sorry, not, not Alcus, not Alcus. Um, I have a better idea. I just went on the same person twice. Um, oh my god. The Dol, Doldoran Tiefling Paladin. Uh, Vavalra. Vavalra. Because a paladin will be there for the... Um, AOE defense. That, that those fours are potent. I will be safe. We have safe rooms within the royal palace. That I will be safe, and I will be there with my brother. Daniel said he will come during this entire time to make sure this is not a ruse to pull some away. And I'll have the rest of my honor guard in attendance with me. Ostensibly, you'll be there simply as the front guard to make sure that this is acceptable. But and you'll go an hour be- beforehand. Okay. At the end of the hour, or beforehand, for all I care, if you assess, if they tell you flat out that the king and queen will not be making an appearance, then you can, well, sit down and do the job for me, which okay. I trust you to do. In light of that, let's just finish hammering out those d- details. Of course. I think I have to trust you when it comes to many things. I know that you and Urfael and Norman have had conversations about this. We're all in agreement that now is the time to share with the higher echelons, at least, our true enemy. Depending on who it is, I don't know if I would mention the Traveler by name I can just say a very strong spellcraft spellcaster which doesn't really tell them anything well I can call him by the crow if I was going to meet with the king I believe the conversation may not need all that detail I think if you are going to meet with somebody else they're going to be speaking with the king anyways so you have to use your best judgment. For example, if it is the Inquisition, I don't think religion really plays into their paradigm so much, so saying something like that may be more accepted. Saying the truth of it may be more accepted. Plus, you have interactions with the Inquisition that I myself don't entirely understand, but again, I sat there watching while you three were strapped in two chairs and interrogated by the Archlector himself. So. I will leave that up to you. We do want them to know the scope of our enemy. We do want them to understand why a truce was important, why we accepted, and that we're not fools. We know it must benefit them, but we all have suffered losses, and we need to take this time to regroup not only our own individual forces, but also regroup our alliance stronger than before. Whether or not you want to bring up this, the, the crow, the travelers, 
true goal. These scroll things. Whether you want to bring that up, I will leave that up to you. And maybe it's something that we that you discuss with some. If it's you and somebody from Agarstone that you trust. If it's you and... We don't have to do this with, with all, is the, is the point. The entirety of the of the elves are quite 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 wise. We may meet with one, but that may go share with forty six, and then the information spreads like 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 wildfire, um, or perhaps not. Perhaps Norwin wants to see if he can have that conversation with the, the Undying Court specifically. Mm-hmm. Perhaps when it comes down to Scarland, we simply keep our mouths shut because I can promise you, and I have been assured by our ambassadors, those who have studied. King Motsenir over his over his reign for the last four hundred years. That when he finds an iota of power, he keeps it. Yeah, I would love to know that this threatening object is in his clutches, but he's not going to tell us that anyway. So all all we're doing is telling him that it exists. Mm-hmm. I do think it is wise, though, Annie, that we warn them of who the enemy is in some capacity and warn them that the enemy is looking for for items of great power and any who have such items should be cautious but now is not the time to be to be hiding now is the time to fight the sooner we end this war together the sooner we we can get back to a semblance of peace trade commerce and wealth spread through all the lands you have to find the right words. I agree. But we can find out strategy for Alfheim and in the future. The date of this will be three days from now. Will you be ready and fully recharged for such a thing? Yes. Excellent. Then, well, you'll probably be here. Anyways, before you go, noon has been the time when the sun is at its zenith. And we are not staying the night, correct? No. Thank goodness. No. That is why... Thank you for not making me have to fight with you about that one. Eklund is, is, will be using the, the teleportation circle to get you there, and presumably back as well. If I do go, there are others he, here who will be able to send me across with the other six. Assuming I don't go, or regardless if, if I go or not, um, Eklund, if, if all goes well, Eklund or Avalok will be able to teleportation circle back. If worse comes to worse, Avalok will be able to whisk us all, all away in an in, in instant. Perfection. Eklund says, yes, we're working on that ourselves, but for now we will lean on for instant transportation. I mean, don't get me wrong. Having a sleepover and forcing you and Eklund to stay in a room with me all night would be one thing, but if we can just come home, that would be better. Well, first of all, a sleepover could be done here. Secondly, that just reminds me of happier times when we went to Alfheim to do all this before we're doing it again. Now we're going to have to do it all over again. I suppose that's what being in charge is, is constantly trying to convince other people that you're not a complete ass and you want their best interests as well as your own. It's probably because everyone else is a complete ass and so you have to prove you're not because they know they are. Yeah, I would agree. 
Eklund will say, uh, later on that day, um, Eklund will say in private to, to you, can, can I ask you a favor? Could you borrow something from Elkaris? Yes. You're, are you familiar with that circular fabrio he has? Yes, I will ask him if I can borrow that. He will likely ask you what it's for. I think it's fine for you to tell him there's no mystery there. He will inform you that you, will, that you are not capable of using it, and you are free to let him know that I will be going. Okay. If he asks for to come to come with, politely decline the offer because it's not safe for him. I don't think he even would. He knows I have my job. He'll get it back the very next, the same day. He'll he'll get get it back for, from your hands to his. Thank you. Can do. So now we can skip forward a few more days. You're there, um, in the palace. You are, are, are all standing just outside the palace um, gates, which do briefly open. They actually get soap. Open up. You six step out. Um, Elspeth is within the palace. You haven't seen her. Um, well, you, you saw her and you saw Vaniel. He wished you fair tidings. You had a brief little, little scrum about what what to say, some notes were passed, sort of thing. So if you want to ask me for something, I can help that. Like notes or whatever else, details and stuff. You don't have to just assume. Bring all yourself. And then they stay in Castle Sassent, and your understanding is they will be in a safe house in there. They'll be waiting for your sending to inform them on if it's safe or not, and if the king and and, and queen and or queen will be, be there. So you are fully charged to today. Well, you can even say to um, I mean, if you and Alcaris want to go and do some more hunting and stuff, um, but you you can even say to him, well, we can we can can go, but I, I need to be on top of my my game. Yeah. Okay. And he'd say, absolutely. You should, you should like I'll go myself if I want to. But yeah. the I moment I know I'm going, I'll be go like, go hey, there. I'm heading to Agristone. Yeah. I need to be fully rested. Great. Let's not let's not. If something happens, it happens. We may not, they don't stop it anyways. And again, I have other fam- I have, I have other agents and investigators that are always canvassing the area. Okay. So, with that, Eklund pulls out his collapsible chalk. Little thing on the, little, little nub. You get a little small there at the end. Does his circle... Nerd. I will say that as he's drawing. Does, doesn't stop him. I'll huck. Looks very serious. Oh, just looking around. Half aghast. Quiet as always. His, his blue eyes glowing ever so, ever so slightly. A little bit of spark. Occasionally crackling. Cedric there. Puts a hand on your shoulder. And you feel a... A little spark of death ward. And it takes uh, um, a minute, right? For, for him the to spell, do... yes. Okay. And I would know, like, right when he's wrapping up? Pretty much, yeah. Once he tells you guys to walk walk through and stuff. Okay. Right before I walk through, I am going to cast Detect Thoughts. Okay. You cast the Detect Thoughts. As the symbol, as he's just f- finishing the symbol, he collapses his thing, stows it, it, it away. He will... himself 
and you see his eyes glow luminescent blue in the true seeing way that it does. And then, ooh, no, wait. Even better. Even better. I forget. He'll do that to you. That way. I don't have to be the one fucking having an MCC shut down. He'll do that to you as well. He'll, he'll come over. Actually, that lasts like an hour or whatever. Yeah. He'll do that to you before he draws a thing. That makes more sense. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking dumb. Um, so he'll, he'll do that to you first and say, you will be our eyes and our voice as your eyes will glow like pure orbs of blue and then they'll ebb down to the normal greenish not. You begin to see sort of those weave lines and those, you know, slight astral or um, ethereal plane, those almost like skyfish things that move. A little bit distracting, but you quickly see, you know, to begin to look through them and you can see the items on people and some illusions and, and such. And Eklund says, don't be surprised if they're, they're doing the exact same thing to us. The only reason, at first, our idea was to have you go looking and sounding precisely like Elspeth. But then if they have someone there that can see through the illusions, then it's almost an insult. Yes. At that point. I agree. Then he'll... So I shouldn't be going naked? I'm joking. And you will cast Detect Thoughts just as you're stepping through. step through the teleportation circle glowing it's green it's blue it's aquamarine colors there's a flash of light this lurching feeling and then your feet touch it's a solid ground again as you step through that that column of light as it fades and the six of you are there are there you the first to step through Flanking behind you are all the others with Eklund coming in last. But And what you see, um, also there's a thing about this. This meeting, it should not be about tactics. This is a meeting so they understand the reason for the retreat, the truce, whatnot. Divulge the truth of the enemy and to begin discussing strategy. Strategy is different than tactics. Tactics are how do you implement your strategy. This is a top-level discussion to establish friendships and truth and stratagems. As you step through and the light fades, you immediately, first thing you see is you are again within that that similar brick tall tower. Where you look up and you just see it's tall, there's some beams and the such reasonably large but there's only one circle in here not anything ostentatious perhaps about twice the size of of, of our, our upstairs here but you see that there has been some new additions here you're not surprised by the guards that you see you're a bit surprised to see a simple wooden table see it there if if you appear and the door to the one singular doorway to, to lead out is right there Door is closed, and there's a wooden table between you and the door, equidistant. On your side of the table <coughs> is a fine, cushioned wooden chair, much like much like like these, but finer cushioning with a gold trim and a red plush velvet seat. 
high back to though. On the other side, there is no chair. There's neat parchments and several quills placed with inkwells of black, blue, and red ink on, the, on, on either side. But notes and such. There's six mithril, mithril guard behind you and six on that side. Three on, the, on this side of the door and three on this side of the closed door. So we have a full contingent of 12 mithril guard. There's also two robed officials, one on this side of the door and one on th this side. Not unlike when when you all went to get Elspeth back, you were led by these hooded and robed officials and, and the such, who their faces are sort of hidden. Um, you, with your true sight, you immediately see that one of them is Teferi. His dark skin and bald head, staff not visible right now. He's clearly using illusory magics to, to make himself look different. The other one of them, of these officials, says, Welcome to Silwood, capital of Shining Gem of Aristotle. Thank you for having us. I see that you have brought the agreed upon six. First and foremost, you may assess the inside and outside of this this tower at your pleasure to ensure safety. I will look around, and I'm assuming everyone else is too. Yep. So, everybody else is as well. Eklund will will say, "I'll stay with the voice of the crown." Perhaps two, three of, of, of you assess the, 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 the outside of this, of this tower. Make sure, just to take a look around. Avlock, perhaps, and he nods. And we'll step forward as the guards will open the door. And three mythal guard will follow them. Teferi just looks watching you. I will not give any indication that I see who he is. Okay. Do I get any thoughts? Yes, yes, you do get thoughts. It is, as always, a sort of bombardment of sound. So you kind of have to focus on sounds. So who do you want to f focus on? Not, not that um, you're di I not, not that I you're diving deep. I suppose I scan anyone who sounds suspicious, you know? Like, to get the general gist. Sure. Well, you only have a minute and you can only switch. For, you can't just not like. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You have to focus on someone each round. Yep. To get that, so I'm asking, who are you going to focus on first? Because then I would get ten people. Mm hmm So probably Teferi, which I wouldn't get anything. Right. And then the other person who just talked to us. Mm -hmm. Nothing really that you sense from that, other than some tension, some nerves. And some hope that this isn't a trap. Um, and that's probably it. And, and yeah, wondering if the queen will make an appearance, I suppose. That'd be the only other surface level thought. Just quick zap sort of thing. Then I would do the other hooded figure. 
or is that who is talking? That's fairy. What was one okay. and the other and the one other was one. the other yeah. one. Yeah. So like then the inside of that is just twelve guards. That's yep. All. And then I would just start calling just the guards. Yeah. Nobody is giving you any immediate signs of I'm gonna kill this bitch or time to spring the other trap or wait to spring until until the queen gets here. It's hard because it's just surface level thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Without diving deep, you don't really get intentions or anything like that. From a surface level level st- level standpoint. All ten people that you just briefly scam seem on the level. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything in particular that you were looking for? Yeah, just like thinking like any surprise that the queen wasn't with us okay. or ill intention. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. things I was saying are what you were looking for. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be obscure. If there's anything that you were specifically like, is anybody thinking this? Um, I can let, let, let you know. But no, the things I said are pretty much common for. All of them. They don't seem surprised that Elspeth isn't there because that was com- communicated to to them. Um, so this just seems like this was all expected. Everything is going according to plan. Okay. The others take fifteen minutes or so to check the inside, the outside, chat amongst them. The one robed favorite figure who who already spoke. Steps forward and says, "My apologies for not having wine, water ready for you. I can fetch some if you wish, but we felt that for this meeting it was unlikely that either side would be imbibing." That is a very astute thought. We are okay, but thank you. Very good. With that said, is there anything I can get you that you would like? No. And I think my comrades are good too. Very good, madam. We'll step back. Everybody just patiently waits. About 15 minutes go by. The other three come in. Actually, while you're even in there, Avalok would, would um, send something to Eklund. And Eklund would, um, just the, um, not sending the message spell, much shorter range. And Eklund nods his head. Avalok says his. Nothing he sees outside, but there are more guards along the way, leading from here into the city proper. Almost like a general pathway, if you will. Hmm. Were the king or queen supposed to meet us close to here, correct? If I was a betting man, Annie, I would guess that this is where the meeting will be be taking place. Looks at the, the desk. Okay. Do you want to ask if the king or queen will be joining us? Will the king or queen be joining us shortly? The acolyte looks up through his hood and says, His Majesty and Her Royal Highness are indisposed at this time. However, the fair Queen Elspeth may instead speak with their chosen advisor in these matters, the Archlector Glockta of the Inquisition. I do believe then that perhaps it would be best if I spoke with him in her stead. That would be most 
Is this your queen's decision? I know you speak for her, but should she not have the right to make her own choices in this matter? I will ask her, and I'll take a step back and send ascending to Elspeth. Mm-hmm. Basically, we will be meeting with the High Inquisitor. What do you want? Like, what would you ask of me? You are my my voice, and not my will. This is her will. Very good. Then there may be no need for us to wait the full uh, the full hour. Then. No. You look at the the at the other advisor. Nod. You see his lips mumbling a bit. He says, The Archlector will be here in only a short time. Please, relax and gestures to the one single chair on the opposite side of the table. I will not sit. And you know he's, you know, you know from personal experience, Teferi does many voices, even to the point where he'll change them in the, the, the middle of one, you know, paragraph. That was a voice you've never heard, but if not for you having to choose that, you very likely would not have ever known it was him whatsoever. You will sit, you said, or you will not sit? I will not sit. I do not trust that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh at the voice of the crown. Okay. About 20 minutes go by. And finally, and the others have come, have come here now, but um, um, Cedric and Hapergast will stay outside as the, as the door remains open and three of the guards stay outside as well. And as you're standing there kind of looking through, you can see the lines of, of guards leading more into the city. Just one, like two across from each other every 50 feet or so. Not a crazy huge line, just probably a total of like a hundred though, you know? And you do eventually see, before before you can hear that telltale squeaking, you do see the Arch Lector being pushed by the First, Inquis- first Inquisitor, um, Kresnik Misando. You finally hear, The others are assured. It's your choice. Do you want to leave the, the two of your, your folk, have a guest and Cedric, outside, or do you want all six to be inside? I would, just okay. so we can't get ambushed. Mm-hmm. He's wheeled directly in, right, fitting his, his, his knees under the, ta- under the table. Visando, or, or Kres- Kresnik Visando, lifts a finger, and they close the, the door. Three of the guards did stay outside as well. Well, well, well. We meet again, don't we? Kresnik, Glockta. Glad to see you're looking well. You as well, my dear. Thank you. And Ekthoria Hura, is it not? Yes. Well. I was hoping to speak with a queen too today. As were we, but it looks both sides will be disappointed. 
Well, I'm sure you can understand. Last time we tried something like this, three of the four royal family died. Likewise, two of ours did, and ours didn't come back. Well, three, if you count the Queen Mother. Yes, well. Seems we're very similar in that sense, although I hear yours have returned. It's not a question on if you will betray us. It is a question on how safe it is in your city. So, let's forego this tete-a-tete. We know each other, do we not, at this point? Mm-hmm. Let us begin. Of course. I'll gesture to the chair. I will reluctantly sit down in it. As far as your eyes can tell, it is a real chair. But we'd be hilarious if it was just a minor illusion. <laughs> I felt <laughs> it was a mimic. Yeah. Mask. Tom, right there. Whoa, wait a minute. I like the chair. Okay. <laughs> okay. You sit. It creaks a bit comfortable, but also the sword chair light like this, which is comfortable enough, but also not necessarily for a queen sort of thing. I don't know. Presnick's steps to the side, opens up his book, has a quill at the, at the, 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 the ready to, to take notes. The others all stand to the side, and you, um, Elkris, would have given you the fabric. I would look at Eklund and, like, nod for him to use it. He will produce it, some guards shit slightly. This is an object, so that's on the table, that I will implement and it'll make it so that all near this table will be able to hear each other quite plainly and and clearly those outside the immediate influence less so this is for privacy for there are matters to be discussed that will be of private nature not all but some my hope is that this benefits both sides of this esteemed alliance here. I would ask that our forces take steps backward to the back wall. And I would ask the diplomats on the other side to select the individuals that you would wish to remain within this bounds. On our side, it, it will be the voice of the crown and my man, myself. Man, you found your voice. But if secrets are to be talked about, he kind of smiles at you with that gap tooth, gums missing, cracked lips, waistline on the face. Oh, how about this advisor here? And Presnick, you've always been a good sort. I need someone to take notes. You see, my hands are a bit slow these days. Presnick and the advisor to Ferry will step forward. Very good. Acklin will touch. The other guards also, likewise, shuffle kind of around. So instead of it being a circle, it's more like a half moon sort of thing and because of where the table is it should be that they can't hear you well, Eklund will take off his, his glove 
touch it, his dragon mark flares. You see the inner blue crystal and the etchings on it begins to turn. I come on, grab a player here, but there's no point. Spin. And much like at Scanners several times, the difference here is there's no din, there's no sound anyways, no one's talking, no one's hardly even breathing or clanking armors. So unlike there, it was very clear like, oh yeah, oh God, I had a great time. Now, now it's like, like if somebody coughed, you just hear. Yeah, there's like nothing. Are we good, Dimitri We are. I'll put back on his, his glove and step behind and into your right, just like how he stands for the, the queen, just like how he stands for Vaniel, just like how he stood for the, the late king and queen. Well, now with just the five of us. Perfect, we can finally talk. You thought. I'm assuming apologies are in order. Are you apologizing to me? What for? I'm surprised a bouquet of roses and chocolates are not in your hands. Well, yes. You haven't sent me any, so no. We seem that you're oddly flippant about having betrayers in your own midst for so much time, which led to many deaths. Permanent on your side, yes, as it may be. Groveling then for forgiveness. No, coming for the safety of both of our nations. Then please, my good lady voice, speak. Thought you'd never give me permission. So, as you know, we're withdrawing our troops. And I would recommend you do the same. This is because, and I'm going to go into like somebody by the name of the crow is the one who's pretty much pushing the eastern war and we've come to a truce he's the one who facilitated the entire attack on the court city um, with his minions and in this time we're hoping to build strength and alliances and the purpose for the the reason for that is because his only purpose is to annihilate all Western civilizations as we know them and turn them over to the Eastern barbarians. That's what he's promised them. Why? If, if what you say is true and there is a mastermind, this crow, a being of such power, that he's capable of controlling minions that can infiltrate the great court city surrounded by paladins, clerics, mages, medanias, and the such. Not to mention a great red dragon nearly slaying our good queen, yours. Hobgoblins that can turn into birds. I can understand this. The dragon was actually a hobgoblin as well that he had taught how to change into a red dragon. 
Yes, I was there watching from the plane ethereal. So you know it's now slain, which was a large blow to him. Yes. I know that something was taken as well. Yes, that is another thing. He is looking for artifacts of great power. Things to aid him in decimating all of us. So, back on track. If this is all true, and this is a line, and he has all these minions, these mind flayers, I remember we were talking in not so different of circumstances not too long ago, yes? The mind flayers are gone. Earth Norwin and I killed them. Congratulations. Again, President, a harsh blow. Get those flowers after all. I do, do believe the good voice deserves them. The question is this. Who is this crow that is amassing not just Eastern barbarians, but also mind flayers of the undead variety that can come back? Red dragons that are actually hobgoblins? You cannot simply teach a man to become a dragon, much less a hobgoblin. So explain to me, let's say that there is an entity named the Crow that is doing all of this. You claim his only goal is what? To deliver the West onto the East from barbarians? To deliver us all into the void. Ah. Now this may sound unbelievable to some, but to me, that is the truest thing I've heard. Are you a religious man? I'm a student of it. We believe, not that we believe, but this man has hinted that he is the traveler. Oh. Red Kresnik, I apologize, but... You may, you may need to look into a, a different sect to believe in for a time. I don't believe so, Arch Lector. In, in fact, the existence of the tra Traveler would, would only serve to prove evidence of my divinity and what I believe in. Very good, very good. I'm not sure how much you know, but over history there have been many, many claims by people who say that they are the second coming of Orion himself, the greatest forge masters of Onatar, and the such. This is especially true when it comes to the Dark Six. This is not the first time that we've heard of somebody say that they are the Traveler, or the Traveler speaks to, to them, compelled them to do things. I think even in your own fine city, was it not cultist of the Traveler and the Shadow that took such harsh action in your streets? The Knight of Long Shadows? The Knight of the Thummit? It was. Precisely. But I will admit to you this. Whether or not this crow individual is the traveler is a point of theory, perhaps. Agree? Agreed. If it is the traveler, we then have to understand what does that mean? Is it a god, like Kresnik would have us, us believe, and we are up against divinity itself? Or is it a man who has the powers? Is it a 
potent warlock of the Traveler? I'm not sure, but when we were coming to the truce terms for the next nine months... Yes, as you were saying. The only hint of fear I got from him, or disdain, I suppose, is the best that he could have, was that he didn't want to return home. In his own words. Kresnik, take that as you will. I'm not one of the sovereign hosts, so I don't know what home he would have to return to if he were the traveler, but it didn't seem he liked it. Kresnik, I would like to know how you do take that. Well, Archlector, to be perfectly frank, I'm not entirely sure. When you think of the sovereign host, there's there's several trains of thought. Obviously, the nine of them were one with the dark six, and it was fifteen. But that is a simplistic way of of viewing it. If you remove the the shadow, which is quite literally the shadow of of Moriam, you can then even remove the fury who is the, the the daughter born after the, the rape by, of the of Arawe by her brother, the devourer. You can also remove Koran then, who is the son of Hanatar and Oladra. So that then you are down to, to 12. And if you remove one more, it would surely be the, the traveler. The other 11 are, were, are said to be siblings, brethren, wedded and such. The others are sons, daughters, or metaphysical manifestation separations of them. Soul come to life in a sense, in the case of the shadow. Traveler is obviously an outsider to that. So when you ask me the question, what could it mean that the traveler would go home? That is the one answer I cannot have. There's theories of where the, where the sovereign host from the celestial plane, pop, possibly sparks of div- of divinity from the very beginning of creation, perhaps omnipresent, omnipotent beings that have always and forever existed, perhaps that too. Perhaps true people that lived and walked this very land that w- we do now, years and years and years prior, that uh, with their power they ascended to states beyond what we could could ever comprehend and their hands and their wills guide us now but they cannot step in directly these are all the theories that exist but the one unifying thing i can say to answer this question is i haven't the foggiest of where the traveler would come from ask me any of the others i could 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 give you a best guess but even amongst the Pantheon, part of the allure of the Traveler is that he comes from nowhere. He is everywhere. He is the beggar that you see in the alleys. He is the traveling merchant on the pathways between cities. He is faceless, but he is the many-faced. Frankly, sir, I cannot even begin to guess where an individual like that would hail from. If he even is an individual. It is believed by many that the Sovereign Host are not entities that existed in flesh and blood or celestial and divine in nature. 
they are simply collective unconsciousness. The, they are, they govern the aspects that are always re re required. Community, law, magic, hearth, home, forging, commerce. The collective unconscious, the need for this is all that, that they are. Well, what is the need that the traveler is, what is his collective unconscious? Well, that would be, what, what, what would it be? Chaos, a figure of malcontent? Is his intent malice. destruction? Is it malice? The stories of the, tra of the traveler don't speak of malice as much as they speak of tricks and trickery and sowing seeds of discord. Perhaps chaos is the traveler's ultimate goal, but surely it would be something that we, that would be enjoyed over a very long period of, of time. So, with all that in mind, what is your opinion on what his goal would be? You say, return to the void. What brings you to this conclusion? I think partially the way he likes to attack and kill, and partially the things he has said. Such as, the gist of it is basically, well, we're not going to all die yet. And we'll all return to the void eventually. So just heavy-handed hinting at times, not to mention he has killed people in ways where their souls cannot be brought back, ever. Yes, I heard of the Nightwalker in your throne room. Mm -hmm. Another oopsie, you should check the guest list a bit more carefully. But you mean other means of doing so? He seems to have the means to actually physically open a portal and physically move someone into the void to never come back again. I look over his other shoulder at the advisor. Do you have any information if it's a known thing? To Teferi, we'll say. As far as I know, there's no record of spellcraft being able to open portals to the void, if the void is even a real place. It is a metaphysical ideology. It is a necessity. If there is something, there has to be nothing. Yes? Some believe that. Masters of Arcana and such. The existence of, of Nightwalkers would appear to support such ideas of a void existing. Some spellcraft is quite capable of utilizing the idea of the void, though. What do you mean? Take teleportation, for example. You can consider that to be un under the school of ma magic of conjuration, yes? Yes. You conjure yourselves from one place to, to, to the next. Another way of looking at that is you are voiding the distance between the two places. You are slipping through the void. Not as we, he's gonna say that, he says, not like slipping through to the plane ethereal, not like traversing the astral sea, but by slipping through the nothingness, a gap in space, and in some, in some would say time. That is why teleportation is an instant, instantaneous thing that takes no time, and you can traverse to vast distances. 
Of course, theory and theory only. There may be space spellcraft yet unknown that can harness this void. If the void existed, it would be diffused and separate from anything that we know and, and, and understand. By necessity, this would include the very weave of, of magic that allows us to do many acts that we do. The weave that permeates all things. If a void existed, its denizens would be separated from magic as we know it itself. There are spells that exist that can create anti-magic uh, spaces. Small domes or spherical areas that are completely separated from magic in its entirety. Very dangerous things. There are creatures, aberrations, and, and such. Those of the, the astral plane and, and just aberrations that exist that we don't know where they hail from that are, are capable of through their sheer biology creating these zones if you will of anti-magic there are even items one of his minions is a drow woman who if you don't like me you'd like her less let's just say it that way oh i like you plenty anikthoria don't tell yourself thought hmm well, she has a sword that she did use on Norwin that almost pulled him out of his elemental form, and he said it felt like he was being separated from the weave. And we believe it's of the same ilk as the magic you are, or not magic, that you are discussing. Yeah, spellcraft that can, if not understanding the spellcraft that can, that we have harnessed, that can utilize this void, this theoretical construct, and make it into a reality for a time. Yes? Precisely, Arshlafta. So it stands to reason that there may be items out there, a sword, that can do the same. Well, a concerning thing, to say the least. Okay, so I think this crow is our enemy. With a capital E, yes. With a capital E. And I do believe it is our enemy, all of ours. And we can say he is pretending to be the traveler, with a capital T, whether he is or is not is of interest, but we don't have the answer to that. The people will assume what they will. We can only go by the name he's given us. Precisely. And we assume that he is rallying these Easterners ostensibly to give them all of the West, yes? Or at least he's telling them that. Ostensibly. Yes. But we know that any being who has such power would have no desire for to lead hobgoblin tribes and filthy goblins. No. But this war has been going on for a long time. It I... even struck Balinar he states far before it struck us. So he has been working for at least a couple decades at the, the, the minimum, yes? Yes. And I believe part of that is he's looking for artifacts of great power, and I don't think he's found enough, the right ones, 
to do the damage he wishes he could. Artifacts like something that could make a hobgoblin into a red dragon, perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. Very good. So, congratulations. It seems that you have one of these artifacts. We do not. No. No? No. We would not keep that power to ourselves, nor do I feel it would be safe. You saw what happened at the summit. But you had it for a time. A short time. And what did you do with such a thing? It's not for us to know. It's safest if we don't. Ah, so Vaniel picked it up, told you, and then did something with it. Your elven mage friend over there was, was near him when he scooped it up. Do I ask him first-hand evidence? You can if you want, but that's not for us to share. Even if he did know, he wouldn't tell me, would he? So, what is it, at the very least, if I'm looking for artifacts of great power, if I should be wary of them? What is it? Anything that can do things that seem beyond what a magical artifact could do. As far as I understand, this drow, or this hobgoblin, became a large, angry, fire-breathing dragon. But I'm no fool. I know that I'm also a study of arcana in addition to religion. And I know that there are mages out there, ancient, wise, powerful ones that can become, do the same thing. Doesn't sound like much of a artifact that could return the void to me. That's why he needs more than one. And how many are there of these? You asking me? Yeah. Uh, six is what the um, as far as you know, six. That has the that's the number. Yeah. We believe he's trying to collect six. Six, my my. Well, one of them is in safe hands. We assume, right? Yes. And trust me, part of this is to keep the targets off of our backs and yours. If we don't have it, and you don't have it then he won't or shouldn't attack. And how many does our enemy the crow have now? At least one, probably two. Hmm. And these artifacts, they all look the same? Not the same. They're not identical. Oh. Are they all... Swords of great power? Are they gems that you hold above your head and declare, make me a green dragon this day? They're artifacts of great power. So why tell me this? If you're not going to tell me what it is and what to do about it, why tell me this? Because. Why tell you? So you can rush out and try to find them for yourselves? 
or not be preferable to have it in safe hands. Are you safe hands? Are you? You handed them off to somebody you say is safe, but I can only assume it's somebody in your fine city, which we just established, is not safe. We were at least willing to have our queen meet. Foolish arguments, son of all. Fine. You're not giving me any additional information, though, you realize. Saying, be on the lookout for ancient, powerful artifacts that can turn people into dragons or do worse things. If I, if I knew where one of those was, if we saw one, one, one of those on a pile of gold, we'd already be scooping it up. You haven't given us any information to act upon. Just look out for dangerous things. Or people who seem to wield them, because now is not the time to hoard them, it's the time to fight. I don't know what it is. There are people who wield powerful artifacts all the time. But you're keeping quiet, aren't you? Yes. Fine. Let's get away from that topic then. Let's move on to an alliance. Tell me more about this truth and why it exists. This truce. Why? What? What a benefit does it? Why would he agree to such a thing? How did this even occur? This occurred at the coronation. Chaos ensued once again from... I heard. Yes. We believe one of his own. And from there, he had an image of himself appear in the throne room and speak with us. I do think the attack on the court city was a larger blow than he was willing to admit to him. Losing the mind flares, losing the hobgoblins, losing his court city connections. Before you continue, you believe, based on your insight, your discussing with an illusory form of him, that he considers the attack on the, the summit to be a failure? Yes, he said he wished he didn't do the entire thing. is interesting, isn't it? Why would he admit such a thing? If he had lying? Perhaps he was trying to get you on his good side. Did he tell you this before he called for this truth? Yes. Hmm. Buttering you up then for the making. Go on though, I understand. Yes. And then, naturally, he asked for the artifact back for ah. one month of a truce. So, I told him to have a phallus for dinner, oh. and in the way I do, and to shove it. The way, the way that you have a phallus for dinner. Well, when I'm lucky. Go on. And then he just kept upping the ante, you know. Six months, nine months, no artifact. And finally, I tired of him, sent him away, and he offered a nine-month truce, no more, but only if we remove 
all of our people from the war front. He will do the same. He's already started, and we cannot send anyone east further than the Sovereign Steps. He says we can have the Sovereign Steps. How gentle, how generous of him. Yes, such a fun place. Not sure how tactically minded you are for warfare, my dear, but this seems quite foolish. Why of us to accept the, the truth, yes. Foolish of us to adhere to it. As his people march further eastward, why would we not strike back? Because he would answer that swiftly. With what? The same army that he has now? The same army that we have now? That, and he proved a point when he called meteors down from the sky and annihilated an entire town, and he said he would do that to our armies. So. That was him. Hmm. He looks over. Information spreads. Slowly, in general. But we are the Inquisition, after all. News of this arrival of meteoric events reached our ears. Obviously not something capable of, not a fluke of nature. No. So the only option would be spellcraft or some arcane weapon. As I said, I'm a student of Arcana. I know that there is a spell. Many names for it throughout the ages, but in generally translated as meteor swarm. So, the highest circles of magic, that of which mortal kind can scarcely imagine. At least, no average fellow. So you're saying that this crow himself called upon these meteors, obliterated that poor city square, which, by the way, that town is mostly intact. Yes. Just, just lost uh, a few good buildings, a church, the town square, the market was gone in blazes. So he barked, and you jumped. You agreed to this, this truth because he destroyed one village center? No, actually, I turned him down after that. In war, you need to be willing to lose some people, right? But, let's admit it, we haven't been winning the war on the Eastern Front. We're weak right now. And with all of us holed up in our own kingdoms, we're not going to get anywhere when this starts, be it a week, a month, nine. It'll be the same slaughter over and over again. And we will be weakened and weakened until he will come to Agristone and do the same thing he did to the court city. Then he'll do it to Alfheim, and he'll do it to the sovereign states. He will not stop. He'll let us tire ourselves out like crying babies. So now is the time in this truce for us to band together, find strength, and wipe him out. A few points of contention. One, we're not losing this war. 
we have the superior military might, the superior tactics, generals, supply lines. Then why have, have you not killed the orcs and the hobgoblins? They, because moving too far eastward is where we lose our advantage. As they move further westward is where we gain our, our advantage. There are three fine cities just east of the Sovereign Steps, Harhagen, Thorhagen, Westerhold, that did indeed fall, at least were the centers of battle. Undoubtedly, even if he had given them to us now, they will once again see warfare before this is over. The question is, where does the war take place? The Sovereign Steps give us great power. We can move through them, their ability to move through to attract us is nil. As we do move further eastward, we do dilute our forces. We need stronger supply lines. This is no, no question. They have struck us hard several times, and we have lost several, several battles. We lost the old holds nearly a decade ago. When this started, we had no, 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 nothing to expect. But now we're not losing this war. We are slowly winning this war. What did he promise to destroy more villages if you did not agree to this truth? Yes and no. I mean, he would have. Well, war needs sacrifice, does it not? It seems to me that your dragon marker forces were being pulled back even without your crowns deeming it so. And that is why this truth and this full cowardly retreat was so attractive to Ceremonia. Hmm? Or it could be that we're not stupid and we see the enemy in front of us. But if you want to be a stubborn man, go right ahead. Agreeing to the enemy's negotiation with a terrorist. You agreed to the enemy's terms. Anything we gain from this, he'll gain tenfold, no? Maybe nine months will give your monarchy time to pull their tails out from between their legs. Perhaps they will give your new monarch time to have a time in a month. Let's not speak about who's wet behind the ears and who's cowardly. Regardless of my agreement for this foolish truth, frankly, I don't care how many villages he drops meteors on in Thermonea. Hell, I don't even care how many he drops them on in Eggerstone. We had our moment when he had his back turned and we should have stabbed him in the back with every dagger we had. But the Thermonian forces have already been in full retreat for days now. We've been watching, thinking it was a ruse against us. Your explanation now makes sense. Cowardice on the upper part 
men following orders are theirs. Unfortunately, you do have us by the thorns, don't you? As we are not going to stay on the front lines and fight this entire war by ourselves. Though it does strike me poetic to have Agrathorn march forward upon, upon these barbarians, break your truce, and then force your folk to march right back over. What would you do then? Well, for one, we wouldn't open, we wouldn't loosen up the edicts and allow our dragon marks to trade with you, as we're going to open up to the other nations. That's why you want the good king to come, because he's always looking for karma. He's addicted to the idea of this. I see, I see, I see. It would certainly sour relations, and I would hate to have to tell the other nations that were visiting that there was going to be peace for some time to regroup, but Agriston didn't want it. Ah, there's a pretty dagger. So if we don't agree and say Alfheim, would very much like nine months of respite. Which knowing those elves, they, they would. Just enough time for, for them, for their babies to be bigger babies. Yes. An alliance between Thermenea and Elfheim that leaves Agrathstone out would not be attractive. What if Scarland, though? What's your grand strategy for Scarland? Well, Quokta, I know you like honesty, so here it is. I'll figure it out. Just like you're figuring this out, eh? No. I have your number already. We're already friends. Oh yes, firm friends. to get to know your other friends in Highmont more. I'm sure Iron Spark will. Already has been. Have you been back in some time? I have not, no. Do you like having a guild in Agrastone? Earth does, yes. Good, good. So why don't we just be friends here? And you tell me truthfully what the fuck these artifacts look like. I don't believe you when you say they're all different. A set of six of them? Come now. Sounds like something from the storybooks. I will leave your guild alone if you do what you should have done a month ago now. And tell me what it is. I'm going to look over my shoulder at Eklund. I'll look at you. We can tell some and not tell all. The Arch Doctor wants to be an 
ally. What we don't want is pandemonium and chaos. We don't want a, a random person finding this. If it is buried deep in a hole somewhere, it's better for it to stay in that hole, is it not? Yes. If somebody digs it up from that hole and then brings it to us, great. Brings it to the good Archlector, so be it. But just loses it, gambles it away, tries to open it. The gods only know, or whatever you believe in, only know how this crow, this traveler, even knows where any of them are. But he clearly does not know where all of them are. If we tell the good Archlector what it is and what to look out for, we would ask him kindly to wisely keep this to himself. If he finds some such item in the vaults of Agrestone, good. If he tells us, even better. If not, his prerogative. What we don't want is everybody out there searching because then what if simply touching one is all that the crow needs? What if opening it will send him the signal? We don't know enough about them. But, sorry, I think it is your decision on whether or not you wish to, to tell this person what his eyes should be peeled for. Otherwise, he can simply sleep well knowing artifacts of great power are at play here. Even if that net needs to be cast wider, so be it. It is your choice, though. If sharing this knowledge will make your life easier, we are here to build alliances, after all. But it is your decision. So, can you keep your mouth shut? I already did the math of the words for you. Your concern is wherever the artifacts are. They may not be on some person, but rather hidden somewhere. We want to find them all for ourselves, yes? Faster we find them than this crow traveler. However, we want the right people to find them. Hmm? Or at least the right people that will bring them to the right, pe- right people, yes? Yes. I understand. I'm the bloody fucking arch-lecture of the Inquisition. Do you think I don't know a thing or two about getting information from other people? Do you think I don't know a thing or two, maybe even three, about keeping my mouth shut? If there's anybody in the entire world that you can confide in and know it will not be expressed elsewhere, it is me. In fact, if you wish, I would even have these two step out for 20 seconds for you to, to tell me. I mean, Kresnik can stay, but some unknown person I don't think I trust. Be gone. Teferi steps backward out 
pushing his back against That's against the wall. Being petty than anything. Yeah. No, he. <laughs> do not write this down. Commit it to memory and memory only. They are the artifacts of creation. Scrolls. Articles of creation. Articles of creation. Unfamiliar. You not? I've heard of them. There are six, and I'll go through each one. What they do. Void, energy, creation, transformation, will, life. Nope, life should have been here, but yes. Yeah, those are the six. And I do think that's a large part of why he launched the attack the way he did on the summit, was he's trying to kill as many high-level people as he could to see if any would have them on them. And that is one reason it was such a failure, is he didn't find any. In fact, we took one from him, the mm-hmm. artifact, the article of transformation. Ah, hence, big red dragon. Exactly. Go on. We do know he has void, and we know he has life. Void, I'm seeing. See, this is so much better now. We're speaking openly with each other. Hence the ability to open up the portal, for lack of a better term, and someone through. Have you seen him do this? Yes. To whom? An elf named Firesong. Hmm. Who was the one with the article of life. That's how he took it. Ah. Look into this after. And it seems the person needs to fall before you can take it once it's attuned. Interesting. But it does take a large portion of time to become attuned. A year or so. And I do believe that's additionally why he wanted not a longer. He said nine months was the most he was willing to do. And I am assuming that is so he can attune the life. Ah, so perhaps he was already partly attuned to it when you swooped in. Yes, after all, since then, the details of the truce were not between him and I, it was between his drow woman and I. Which tells me he's too busy to speak with me. I see. Well, Interesting. Obviously, we don't want every commoner to flock to look for these. No. So these scrolls, these articles of creation, govern different ideas, replicate different spellcrafts, and such. I am going to minor illusion one on the table. Ah. Do you know if all of these are held by someone now? Obviously he has one, had one. Your elf that you've seen fall had one, this fire, fire song figure. And then the hobgoblin, do they must be held or I can don't they be? believe so because previously one was entombed below a temple. 
for hundreds of years, and this is the one of Void I think he picked up about 600 years ago, but it wasn't held by anyone. It was hidden under a temple. I see. So we should be on the lookout for individuals who would telltale have, whether they be carrying around a scroll, is there any other? Seems they wear it or have a, and I will change my appearance to do what both Firesong and the Crow have on The paper across this way is not the scroll itself. They, no. they both do seem to have that. So yeah. it is like a telltale thing. Yeah. Interesting. Well, an individual with those characteristics we will keep our eyes peeled for. We will check all the coffers that we can to make sure there's not a scroll sitting in a chest in a go the pile in the vault somewhere. Hell, we may even check every single magic shop in Agrithstone. I recommend you do the same. I will give you my, my word because it, you are, you are right. I'm sorry. It behooves us to not have this out in the open, but it does behoove us to know what to look for and to be actively seeking. I believe Iron Spark has done his job fine as High Judge. I don't know. I think his math is a little bit off. It seemed he charged quite a bit. As I said, a fine job. But he has other duties he can attend to. I will have him removed from the position. I care not for these minor politics and squabbles between you and I anymore. As you said, we're old friends now, aren't we? So, now that we know what we're seeking, any ideas of where we could be seeking them? No. None that whatsoever. is why we're reaching out. Because it seems he has no idea and we have no leads. Teferi will walk back in. No leads on where they could be. No ideas whatsoever. No. Hence your desperation. I imagine if you had an idea of where one would be, we would, would already, already be off instead of split apart. I see. So, one, two, three, three more. Only three between life as we know it and all of us dead. Do you believe he requires all six? I believe he requires more than two to do what he wants. But he already had the third. He could have gotten it, the other one, from his hobgoblin, couldn't he not? He could have. I believe using more than one at a time expends a great deal of power and comes at a cost. For example, have you ever heard the tales of the Starry Lady? As you know, that's where I come from. A student of religion, as I said. I'm roughly familiar, though not nearly to the extent of the Silver Flame or the Sovereign Host. There are legends out there, stories, that she at one time had two of these articles. For a time one, there was a battle between her and Loth, and it was, the war was not going well, and she eventually had two, and she used them together, and that's what created the blight. She scooped out Loth's entire area 
for lack of a better term. And the cost to her was so great that she was never seen again. Death does not seem a terrible cost to end a war. Would, would you not sacrifice yourself to end this war? Absolutely, but if I'm looking to destroy more than a couple miles by a couple miles, mm. then I would need more than just two. I see, I see. If he's going to sacrifice himself, I think it's for the big end. Your point is well taken. My point was simply, if he only needed three, then he had three. Then he, he probably needs all of them. But these require attunement of some sort, yes? They do. My understanding is attunement is typically allotted to three. Unless he has a way around that. Hmm. Kresnik will simply say, if, that's, if that is possible, if that is true, I imagine a being that is divine in his very nature or from an unknown place like the Traveler would be capable of such things, even if a mortal is not. Could we use these items as weapons? You would need extreme power, extreme spellcraft, a year to attune it, even then it's not a given. It seems that you would need to concentrate the entire time. Now that you've told me all of this, I will ask you again. Where is the one that you have? It is not in the city and it's not with us. You just gave it to a vagabond then? No. Shoved it up a monkey's asshole and sent him into the jungles? No, I gave it to someone who is insistent upon protecting humanity. Will he be using it as a weapon against our enemies? That will depend on my conversation with Norman. Sure, sure. Yeah. Fair. With Norman and I can tell you that Morton Kanan has already told Norwin, Norwin, if you give me this this time. I think I think he actually said it to all to all no, he said it to all, all to all of of you. When you guys were debating to give it to him or not, as, as a group, I guess you, you and Norman, he said, give this to me without me needing to fight you for it. Give it, trust this with me, and I will promise you, I will fight with you when the, when the time comes for this war to end. I've stayed, I've stayed out of it till now, but now that I know it is not simply a war between barbarians and civilization, west and east, I know it's, it's a war of much higher stakes. I will join it myself, whether or not I can successfully decipher this. Yeah, I will say then, yes, I know he will use it as a weapon for us. As an us with a capital U. No, 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 I understand. I think that's quite admirable and I agree. If you had said that you had put in a vault somewhere, or the aforementioned monkey's asshole and sent it skipping. If he's going to use it against us, we might as well use it against him. And I'd rather give it to someone with a better imagination than a red dragon. As long as you didn't put it in a box and then drop it into the ocean. Which may be what we do with these objects when the war is done and we have all six, perhaps. Chuck them into different a boat that will traverse 
for years in one, in one direction. Unseen lands. Bloop. <laughs> but, by the way, we, we should mention, that may be exactly what happened. There may be scrolls that are just gone. They may be on different planes of existence. That one we know is not. Huh? It seems that when we were able to semi-identify, we could not fully identify this article. It's more mysterious than... Okay. But one of the things we did glean is that it can't go to other planes of existence. It can only exist on our plane. So that does narrow it down, at least. Why would that be? I'm not sure, unless our plane is the one. All of the others are based off of the center of creation, which is very self-centered to say. Teferi says, well, we, know that, we know that the primordial elemental planes predate this material plane. Timelines become quite wonky, of course. Impossible to just say how long anything or anything has existed. But this plane, most assuredly, is not the first, but it has indeed its roots in many things. As far as I know, I've never heard any inkling of physical objects that cannot traverse the other planes, but with what the, the good voice is speaking of, we're speaking of the potential of gods. So, why question her now? Yeah. Additionally, if it weren't true, why would I ever bring it up? I don't think you're lying, Anaxoria. I'm simply questioning why this is possible. Well, it's been a good conversation. We've, we've already well exceeded our approximate uh, hour. Let us say this. I will not be sharing what you shared with me with the king or queen. This will stay between you and I and those that I trust. And those that I trust will not know the full breadth of it. And how will you convince them to pull back? Oh, I think what we discussed about our enemy is fine. I will speak with the king. He trusts me enough in these regards, though he's got a good head on his shoulder for tactics. He's also very proud that only he can direct the army, which is true. So, speaking of this crow, his... Everything that, that you told me, up until what these items were, I think I will divulge to him. I will use that as the spike and I will hammer into his skull if I must the need. And plus, I will t t tell him in no uncertain terms, Thermonea's armies will not be returning for nine months' time. Period. So if we fight, we are on our own. My idea originally was to fight, break the, break, break the truth, and force your forces to come back to our side. And you know the truces for the armies and for now? Who's to say, well, you know how hot-headed my group can be if we catch a whiff of where he's hiding during this time. Perhaps I'll call on you, let you know, and we can strike with a very small force right at the heart with those strongest and take him out before that. Where then? That sounds wonderful. You don't kill a snake by hacking at the back of its 
tail end. No. He'll cut off the head. Precisely what he tried to do to us. So we must be stronger than that. I'm sorry to hear about the, the king and the, the queen. I hope that the new queen, dear Elfeth, does well. She is. Speaking of hot-headed. <laughs> well, she's doing a wonderful job. Take care of your fair city. I know it's been tumultuous as of late. Very good. We'll consider this first step well taken. I will speak with the king, relay this to your queen, in whatever details you deem necessary. I will begin looking into these other topics that are more secret. Good on you, Madani, for, for bringing this implement. <laughs> he is a smart one. Not smart enough, though, it seems. Hmm? Could have stopped like a great many things. It's not his fault. That's all of our fault. Oh, defensive. <laughs> I see the blade is there for defense as well as attack. Let us through this matter concluded for now. And let us schedule another meeting of the minds. Elspeth and the king should meet, I think, to discuss tactics. Of course. But I will give you my word, at least, that the armies will withdraw. Is there a timeline of this this withdrawal that it takes my forces to come back? Within a month. A month from the time of the, uh, you talking, the so three yes. weeks now. Yes. Many are already packing. I will make sure that they have three weeks marching non-stop to reach the depth. Very good. Take it. I hope we get to work together again, Anactoria. Might even be fun at some point. Ah, let's not oversell expectations. As Kresnik comes in. I will be like, Glopta, Kresnik, Teferi. Kresnik walks away. Teferi looks up at you. Very good. Always a pleasure. Always. I'm not bathing tonight, so don't bother. Oh no. I have my other ways. I'll turn and walk out as the others all. The other mithril guard all make their way from the back wall they kind of been around. Ultimately, a circle will be, 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 be drawn on the blank space there. You guys will t teleport back. You can fill in um, the folks that you want, want to about this. And uh, good place to end. I would probably sleep at the palace that night too. Because I would say, after we fill in Elspeth, as we're walking out, I'll say, Eklund, I'm going to give one more order today. Drink with me. I'll imbibe one. Three it is. Okay. And there. I consider that a very successful um, negotiation which with the Archlector. Yeah. Who is simultaneously one of the hardest... But also because you do have experience with him, possibly much easier. Yeah. Because you know what he wants. As you said, you kind of have his, his number, but he kind of has yours too. Yeah. He knew right where to push. And about to a poor gift, wouldn't want it to not uh, 
if that move taffed into oblivion, the void of paperwork. And any second, I don't give a shit about the guild. Uh, Earth would kill me. All right. Fine. 